0: Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of your daily commute?
1: Or how transportation impacts the community you call home?
0: Maybe you want to explore outside your community and don't know where to start.
1: Well, you're in luck because this is where you hop
0: on. I'm Brittany Hoffman.
1: And I'm Juliana Vasquez Keating.
0: We work in communications for Valley Metro, and together we'll discover all the ways that public transit enhances lives across the cities we serve.
1: And we might even make some new
0: friends along the way. Welcome to Storylines. Welcome to another episode of Storylines. We have big news for all of our writers included in this episode. Last episode, we talked about a project I work very closely on, the Small Business
1: Assistance Program. Now we're talking about a project you have been pretty involved in. In fact, I would say you're quite the expert at this point. Today, we're talking about the FAIR Technology
0: Modernization Project. Whoa, that was a mouthful. Yeah, try saying that five times fast. FAIR Technology Modernization Project. Whew. Well, you're right, Juliana. I am very much involved in this project and looking forward to giving writers a glimpse of what is to come in the next year with the major technological upgrades to our FAIR system.
1: And let me tell you, from what I've learned about this project so far, it has so many different components. I feel like I've only scratched the surface, By the time the new fare system launches next year, it will impact every Valley Metro rider, and I'd say that's a pretty big deal.
0: You are right about that. But before we go any further, I want to assure riders, fare prices are not changing. Let me say that one more time. Fare prices are not changing. One thing that is changing is the requirements for reduced fare, though, and we'll talk about that later in the episode. First, let's hear about the project
2: outlook and everything that's going to happen in 2024. I'm Kelly Hines. My title kind of depends on the day. (laughs) I'm a project manager with Jacobs Engineering, technical consultant to Valley Metro and the City of Phoenix on the
1: new fare collection system. Thanks for joining us to talk about the Fair Modernization Project. So what led
2: to the need for this project? The need for the project predates certainly my involvement in the Phoenix region. About eight or nine years ago, my work partner was engaged by the agencies to assist with helping figure out what we want to do with the next fair collection system. The equipment was aging even eight, nine years ago. It was, hey, this is going to become an issue for us. What do we want to do? What are other regions doing? What's the latest technology? Started out with staff that I think have long since moved on. There's a couple of them still left around and talking about what options are out there. What do we wanna do? We know we're gonna have to replace our system eventually. That picked up pretty quickly starting in about 2017 when I joined the project and we are now almost there. TVMs, fare boxes, mobile ticketing, We're on the cusp of seeing, you know, 10 years worth of effort finally come to fruition, which is extremely exciting on the project side from the agency side of things. But to be able to produce that for the region's customers and writing public is very, very exciting. Shiny new cards, shiny new mobile app, and hopefully everybody can benefit from all the years of hard work and that the customers can really enjoy the system when we launch. Kelly, you and I worked
0: pretty hand-in-hand on this project, and one of the main things I want people to know is fare
2: prices are not changing. That is absolutely correct. We are taking what is in place now and providing everybody with a more convenient, safer, more equitable way of paying those fares. The $2 base fare... $4 day cap, weekly cap, monthly cap, and at the end of the day, probably allowing more people to get to that monthly cap mark that maybe are priced out of it today. You can't afford that price up front. And by just paying $2 a boarding and earning those passes along the way and getting hopefully a lot more people who can now use a monthly fare, without having to pay upfront for that monthly fare. So yes, fare prices are not changing. Kelly, you touched on it a little bit. When it
0: comes to paying, that's how we're changing. So can you tell us what is included in that?
2: Yes, yes. So the one thing, let's get away, the one thing that's not changing, the customer that wants to come in, drop a couple of bucks in a fare box and go on their way, great, that's not changing, you can continue to do that. For those customers that are buying day passes today, seven day passes, 31 day passes, we're introducing two very convenient options to do that. We'll have smart cards, new copper smart cards, load value, pay as you go. The cards are secure. They can be balance protected. If you lose them, they can be replaced. Your balance can be restored. Not something you can do today with the paper pass, great protection for customers. And for those who wanna use the mobile app, you could do the same thing on the mobile app. On your phone, create an account, load value to your app as you go, pay as you go. So we'll have two great solutions for the public. There'll be some other variations available to some of the special pass programs, but smart card, mobile fare or cash will all be options in the new system for the public. So we're giving our riders way more options for
1: fare. They can pay how they're comfortable paying, correct? So Smart Fare is brand new for our riders. How does the pay as you go process benefit riders?
2: Smart Fare in the industry lingo is what we call fare capping, but it's Smart fair to help folks understand that the system is smart enough to determine what your fare should be. So we touched on it a little bit a few minutes ago. Instead of having to go to a TVM or a retail location and plop down $4 for a day pass or $64 for a monthly pass, you can load a couple of dollars onto your smart card or your mobile app and pay as you go. You could put $4 on a day. I board once, $2. I board a second time, another $2. I've now paid four for the day. Every subsequent boarding, I scan my mobile app, I tap my card, and the system's gonna see that I rode. It's gonna validate my fare, but it's not gonna charge me anymore after that $4. Express services excluded, of course, they have their own smart fare. But if you're just a bus and train rider, $2, $4 for the day, $20 for the week. Once I've paid $20 for the week over five days, I'm done. And then that accumulates for the month as well. So for the customer who may only have $64 to use for the entire month and they have to do $4 a day and buy day passes, they don't have to pick which 16 days they want to do that anymore. So it's going to open up those more discounted products to folks who can't purchase them today up front. So it's paled, as you can imagine, across the country as a very equitable way of charging for fares. So it's very, very exciting. It's a great customer benefit. You did a fantastic job explaining
0: SmartFair, Kelly. We're going to go out and do tons of education. <laughs> Yeah, because we know it's really important that our riders are understanding how this new process goes, but you've done this at a bunch of other transit agencies. How has that worked for
2: them? I think the single biggest hurdle is getting folks to trust the system. Now, Brittany, you and I have been doing this for several years now. We're sitting in the test lab. We're doing all the testing. We're convinced. I've seen it elsewhere. (laughs) You've seen it in the test lab. The writing public doesn't get the benefit of all that work that we've put into it. So what we see in other regions, we just launched a couple of years ago in San Diego, for example, and they retained their pass products in parallel with the launch of their fare capping. It's not called Smart Fair there, but it's the same idea, fair capping. And there were a lot of people early on, that continued to buy the passes because they didn't fully trust the system. We're seeing over time that folks are now saying, hey, I don't need to buy that monthly pass product anymore. I can just load the value and go. So we're seeing the tide shift. Now here in Phoenix, we're not doing that. We're not making the passes available. And again, it's for simplicity. We don't want to confuse customers about, okay, if you did it this way, you can still kind of do it that way if you'd like, or you can try the fare capping. It's just, I don't know, maybe ripping the bandaid off if you will, but customers can trust that it's going to work. We've got a customer support service. If there's questions, they can explain it to you. But we're excited for folks to try it and see it for themselves and get to that level of trust with the system that we are at having implemented. But again, anybody who's interested, it's gaining popularity. There are dozens of agencies across the country who have implemented fair capping or smart fair, as we're calling it here in Phoenix. It's it's a huge customer benefit. I'm really excited for folks to see it in action. So rider education is critical for this project to be a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's education and it's really just, you know, rolling up your sleeves and giving it a try. We can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, (laughs) but go out there and do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Tap that smart card, check your balance and uh, you'll see $2, $2, two zero, zero for the rest of the day and to get comfortable and trust the system. So let the system do the thinking for you. Smart, fair, right? It's just, you know, one less thing to worry about.
1: So New Ways to Pay is just one part of the Fair Technology Modernization
2: Project. What else is included in this project? Well, in addition to the New Ways to Pay, that's just from the perspective of how I pay when I walk up to that light rail station or I get on the bus all the different ways we're introducing to get that smart card loaded with value, to put value on your mobile app. So those using the mobile app today, they can add a credit card to the account, buy their one rides and their day passes. With the new system, we're going to introduce hundreds of retail locations that are primarily meant for the smart card user, but even those using the mobile app that may be prevented from doing so now because they don't want or can't use a credit card, they'll be able to use the mobile app and pay with cash by using our... Retail network. We'll have hundreds of locations that support that solution. For the smart card user, we'll have the retail locations. You'll be able to reload your smart cards at TBMs, much like you buy a pass today. The TBMs will reload. Customer service centers, for those who are used to buying them, will also be able to support it. And probably the most exciting thing for the public that is new and different is a new website. With the full launch of the system next year, you'll be able to protect that card that you purchased. Hey, that card now belongs to Brittany. And if she loses it, She can go in. I lost my card and her balance is protected. It's restored. You can check your trip history on the website. You can add more value to that website. So I think that's probably the single biggest new element in terms of the sales channels, but things will look shiny and new. You're probably noticing our validators on the buses and light rail stations today, shiny new fare boxes, shiny new TVMs. It's been coming slowly. Probably a lot of people may not be even noticing the validators now if they don't have a need to interact with them, but shiny new TVMs and fare boxes will definitely stand out. Yes, I know
0: tons of people, especially on our social media channels, are always commenting, when are we getting new fare boxes? When are we getting new fare vending machines? And they are on the way. You heard it from
2: Kelly. They are on the way. They are on the way. We've even got folks headed to Denver next week to see the first shiny new TVMs in action and exercise them, you know, open those doors, shut the doors, run transactions. So it is becoming very real. That is exciting. So many years of work. Are finally coming to life. That is true and having done this for a lot of years I don't think people realize how much effort does go into a system like this. It touches Every aspect of the agency, and we're not just Valley Metro, but the city of Phoenix, you've got your marketing, your communications, your finance, your operations. It's just every facet of the agency is touched. Business processes that may be old or outdated get, you know, we take a fresh look at and how can we do that better, smarter, faster, and to make sure the system at the end of the day is working the way it needs to for the public. It's always about what's going to work for the public.
1: This is certainly going to improve our customer experience, and that's what matters.
2: And that's why we do it. Yep. That's exactly why we do it. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Just that I am so privileged and honored to be a part of the system launch here in Phoenix. It's been exceptionally rewarding professionally, and I can honestly say that the folks Running this program, launching this system at both Valley Metro and the city are not just colleagues at this point, they're my friends. You spend so much time together making sure this works and I've worked in places that I haven't enjoyed all that much, but I can honestly say that working in Phoenix has been a pleasure. I'm excited about the system that we're about to launch and I look forward to being a part of the team for years to come.
0: I told you there was a lot to learn about the fair technology modernization project. You were not kidding. New ways to pay, new fare vending machines and fare boxes,
1: not to mention a new website. So we've gotten an overview of the whole project, but what do Reduce fare riders specifically need to know?
0: After the break, we're going to dive deeper into Reduce fare, who's eligible, and the easiest ways to get a Reduce fare account ahead of the new fare system launch in 2024.
2: By using transit, you're making a positive impact in the Valley of the Sun. Public transportation supports healthy lifestyles and community well-being, as well as the local economy. Learn more by checking out our quality of life study at valleymetro.org
3: life. Mobile fare is available on the Valley Metro app. Purchase passes online and scan onboard buses or at light rail stations every time before you ride. Visit ValleyMetro.org slash to buy your mobile passes today.
2: Exciting days are ahead as we prepare to expand light rail service. Learn more by reading Valley Metro's Inside the Ride blog. Visit ValleyMetro.org blog.
1: Okay, Brittany, I'm ready and I'm sure our listeners are too. Tell us all about the new reduced fare requirements and ways for people to get signed up for their account.
0: One thing I will tell you is to pay on the new fare system, reduced fare users will need to choose between a reduced fare copper card or using the Valley Metro app. While I am familiar with these and other changes ahead, let's hear from someone who's been helping reduce fare users for over a decade.
3: My name is Alex Potter, and I work in the Addis Department, Accessible Transit Services Division over here at the Mobility Center on the east side of Phoenix. And I've been doing it here in this department for about thirteen years, though I've been with Valley Metro as a whole for about twenty-nine.
1: So Alex, I'm new to learning about Reduce Fair. So let's start at the top. Who is eligible to purchase Reduce Fair?
3: Okay. Well Reduced Fair didn't come out of ADA, came out of Title Forty Nine. And that's a federal agreement that asks transportation agencies that are receiving federal funding to provide a reduced rate for seniors and people with disabilities. Valley Metro, our board, decided to expand that to the youth and people that are going through like 12-step rehab programs. So you got seniors, you got people with disabilities, you've got the youth, and you've got people going through rehabs. Those are the ones that we will allow a reduced rate on our fixed route system. So that's bigger than what the actual federal requirements are.
0: Alex, that's great to hear that we are providing additional opportunities for people to get reduced fare. And you've been doing this, helping people for the past 13 years get their reduced fare card. Does everyone have to come to you at the Mobility Center in order to get that card?
3: No. And in fact, not everybody even needs the card currently. Seniors can just show their ID that proves they're a senior. Youth's the same. They can even show a student ID. But with all these changes that are happening now everybody's going to need to be a little vetted on this thing, but we will still allow one ride opportunities for people that don't have the copper card yet. But for everybody else, it's a constant rider. They're going to need the copper card and they're going to have to get vetted for that, but they don't have to come in and see me to do it. They can do it online or the ones that are already currently granted reduced fare access. They can just call it in and we can work with them that way. And get them all set up in the new system and mail them out one of the new cards.
0: I know we are all excited about the new reduced fare application website, which is coming very soon. Same thing with copper cards, they're not out yet. Most reduced fare categories you covered, Alex, will be able to apply online, but there will still be a couple of categories that will need to come see you, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, we'll have a couple hardcores that will need to come in and see me. Those are the ones that are going to need to go to their provider, get the application completed by them, bring it to me for review, and then I can process it there. That's a little more than we're able to do online. But online, we'll just about be able to do all the rest from Medicare card holders to the seniors to the youths. Even the vets are on there as well. So
1: to purchase reduced fare, people show their reduced fare card or proof of eligibility at retail locations or transit center windows. How is this changing with the new fare system?
3: Well, there's not going to be a pass that people can buy anymore. They're going to have to have this card. It's not something they can go to Walgreens and pull off the little gift card rack and put money on. They're going to have to get vetted through us and approved to be able to use our system at a reduced rate. Like I said, they can still do the one-ride things on the bus. They can show ID to the operator and pay for a one-ride at a reduced rate. But to have a card, they're going to have to get it initially and keep it charged up on there. And it's not just
0: the card, Alex. Don't forget, we also have the Valley Metro app. So people can definitely use the Valley Metro app as another option with paying for the new fare system.
3: Good call, Brittany. (laughs) With all the things that are happening, I almost forgot about that one. That's like one of the biggest parts. And that's a great part. And that's already in operation right now. It's a little bit limited, but seniors right now, come and see me, show me that they're a senior. I'll get them into the system, and then we'll get them set up so that the reduced fare mobile app bills at the reduced rate on there. And that one will have a lot more expansion. Once we get farther into it, they'll be able to put more money onto it. I think right now it's just one rides or all days is all they can do on there.
1: So Kelly mentioned earlier in the episode that all platinum card users will have to get new cards to be tapped on the purple fare readers. What will current reduced fare ID holders need to do?
3: Well, the current reduced fare holders are going to have to get new cards as well because the current reduced fare cards are just inert plastic cards with their picture on it. And it just has an expiration date that tells the operator that this person is qualified to ride at a reduced rate. But there's no monies on that card they still have to have a bus pass and to use the reduced fare bus pass they would have to have the reduced fare id card with it the new reduced fare bus passes are the id card everything's built into it so there's really no vetting for the operator to do if the person has the card it has their photo on it they just tap it on the fare box or scan it and they're good to go and it just makes it so much easier because Currently, our operators and our rail security are having to do fare enforcement, and this is going to take a big chunk of that off of them.
1: So, Alex, what if they want to use the Valley Metro app?
3: Oh, that's really easy. If they have a smartphone and they already have our mobile fares app already on it, all they got to do is just call in us. And if they're already reduced fare qualified... It's just easy. Our mobility fare specialists will just look them up in the database, see that they're in there, it's not expired, and they'll just make the switch on their phone so now their phone will bill at the reduced rate when they use it.
0: Sometime next year, paper passes will phase out and reduced fare copper cards or the Valley Metro app will be the new way to pay. For people purchasing anything more than one ride, how does that work?
3: To pay for more than one ride, they would have to have the funds in their mobile app for their phone or they would have to have their Valley Metro card account charged up. And it's easier than having to have cash on you all the time or going and trying buying a bus pass out of one of our vending machines or at one of our fare locations.
1: Absolutely. So here's a question we're getting quite a bit. So what about riders who purchase a 7-day or 31-day pass?
3: Well, they're going to have it even better because now they don't have to go anywhere to purchase the actual paper passes anymore. They can just load it up either on their mobile account and they can give choices on there for how much they want to put on. Or if they have their copper card, they can just go on their account and choose in there how much they want to do. It's so much easier than having to go buy the passes. And here's the thing, when you buy the paper passes, they're inert till you first use them. Once you run them through the fare box, the clock starts ticking on them and they'll run out. The big advantage with the mobile app and the new copper cards coming out is it only charges you as you use it. It's not on a time basis where it's just slowly eroding way on you and then boom, you're out of time. And whether you use it or not, your money's gone. So this will alleviate that. And I think that's awesome.
0: That was a lot of information from Alex. Juliana, do you feel like you learned a lot about reduced Fair and the Fair Technology Modernization Project? Oh,
1: yeah. I want to make sure I've got it right, though. So in 2024, riders will need to choose between the mobile app or a copper card to access SmartFare, the new pay-as-you-go system, no
0: more buying paper passes up front, cash fares will always remain an option. You got it. And riders who qualify will need to apply for a reduced fare account in order to access SmartFare at the reduced rate. And pretty soon, that will be so easy with the new online application website. The online application, new fare boxes, and
1: fare vending machines. There are so many new things headed our way that are sure to improve our rider experience.
0: You betcha. And want to know what's not new? Fare prices. I'll say it one more time. Fare prices are not changing.
1: Yes, that's important for everyone to know. So how can people get new copper cards?
0: Well, we can't just get them yet. But... We want to make sure that riders know how to get information about the new FAIR project and there's so many ways. Number one, you can go to valleymetro.org slash fair technology. That's your one stop for everything you need to know. Number two, you can sign up for email notices and then you get the information directly to your inbox. Sign up and pick the emails you want to receive by visiting valleymetro.org slash notice. And number three... Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. We're everywhere. And number four, make sure to listen to the storylines and
1: subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this episode of Storylines. I'm Juliana.
0: I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop. Uh-huh.
1: Storylines is produced by Alex Sosos and Dane Riles. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. For Brittany Hoffman, I'm Juliana Vasquez Keating. Thanks for listening.